All right, welcome back to the Big Show Fantasy Football League podcast. After the best episode ever recorded at this year's draft, Forney and I are back at it, ready to tackle the upcoming football season. I'm ready to embark on a four-month journey of figuring out how to squeeze these podcasts into our daily lives. With that, self-proclaimed Twitter doctor, Mr. Ryan Fournier, how are we doing on this fine evening that kicks off our 2023 NFL season? I don't. I do not accept that self-proclaimed Twitter doctor. That has been from the spin zone. <laughs> But I do understand how to read, yes. Um, no, I'm no. doing well, doing well. Uh, uh, we're looking forward to the 2023 season as well. Uh, already almost at halftime. This game is flying by. It's supposed to be a shootout. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back after it for you boys and uh, getting into the new season. Rock on, rock on. What are you drinking right now? I have a shipyard pumpkin ale, pumpkin head. Ooh, getting into the fall season already oh yeah saw him at the store the other day on the way home picked him up great purchase i came home from work the other day and jacqueline was like hey guess what we picked up from the store what she's like a halloween blanket and i'm like oh another (laughs) one (laughs) (laughs) you have to have multiple Halloween blankets obviously we have so many blankets it's amazing now we can rotate blankets based on whatever holiday season it is so still have enough enough blankets for seven people Um, (laughs) I can't complain though because they are extremely comfortable and they actually do look kind of cool so it is all good Uh, but anyways I'm drinking some Glenlivet 14 Ooh, I might have to break out some crown if I finish this beer. Yeah, I'm drinking <laughs> it out of our Big Show Fantasy Football uh, whiskey glass that my sister got for me as a Christmas present last year. So, oh yeah, I remember that. Whoever wins this, whoever wins the league this year, I'll buy you one. There you go. That's actually not a bad idea. We could come up with something like that. Commemorative glasses. It would be cool. Yeah, I like that. Let's get into it, man. We've got um got a fun season ahead of us. We've had sure what do. feels like eight years of trash talking and bashing each other and listening to Andy say how good he is and how he has <laughs> his defense, his team is really good. Um then we'll get into week one. Um and actually on my end. Andy versus Labar is the first one after ours, of course. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Do you want to want to jump into that one first? Yeah, that sounds good. Let me just pull it up. Um, Let me know. Oh wow, it's already live too. This is exciting. How the fuck? All right, hang on. I gotta move the picture. All right, I'm in. Boom. Okay. So, we've got, oh my god, that pass was terrible. So, we've got Herbert against Lawrence. This shows up as a three-point difference in projections, but I don't really see it being very different at all. Um, I kind of got it as a wash. Yeah. So, you know, those two and a half, three points are what they are, but it seems like either one could do just as well. Yeah. Mixon versus Gibbs. 
what do you got there? Uh, it's kind of like the definition of the old versus the new, which is kind of like Andy versus LeVar. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the sake of this weekly matchup, I kind of think it's a wash. I mean, I, we just don't know how involved Gibbs is going to be. And we know Mixon is going to be very involved. So um, I feel like Gibbs has the big play potential that Mixon doesn't have. So those things kind of counteract each other. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a wash, to be honest. Yeah, Gibbs has had a fine half. I mean, he's got three for 18 and two for 18 with four minutes ago. I'll be interested to see if he plays in the four-minute or two-minute drill here, or if that's more Montgomery. Um, but it's, it's like, got to be Gibbs, right? Like, I mean, uh, I don't know. It it should be. Let's say it's Montgomery right now. Um, You're a little ahead of me. That's cool. Oh, no, that's that's all good. Um. I mean, Jimbo's been saying Montgomery Montgomery was always in there for his pass protection as well. So, if, Right. If, well, he's a three-down back. Yeah. And they seem to really but, like He's been playing well. I mean, he's had a good game so far. Um, Gibbs has played well, too. I mean, Gibbs has played fine. Honestly, he did a face plant on what could have easily been a touchdown, but he just fell over and hit him and landed on his face. <laughs> Doesn't bode well for Andy's crown prince, not his crown king, but his crown prince to not be able to get <laughs> the end zone because he trips over his own feet. <laughs> it does not, but it's just one time, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's a wash. I mean, I would probably give it like a slight edge to Mixon just because I feel like this game they are going to play Gibbs slightly less than maybe they will in other weeks. Uh, yeah. But he's still obviously playing so and he's doing all right so far so it's it's not it's not like a crazy difference either direction at all yeah um chubb aaron jones that's an interesting one too it is i feel like jones can boom and stay competitive with chubb but chubb is just mr certainty and we just have no idea what to expect from the packers so i do think this is a big advantage for andy but i wouldn't be surprised if they were a wash you know yeah i think I think that it's pretty similar um, to the last one, whereas Aaron Jones is going to get less probably opportunities, but he could also have, you know, more catches and do more uh, around uh, around the goal line even because they, they like to get him involved even though they have A.J. Dillon for whatever reason. So um, obviously Chuck sure. can do that too, but, you know, Jones has big play potential similar to Gibbs. So we'll have to see. I think, I think the running backs here are pretty equal. Um, Maybe yeah. slight edge to Andy, but but certainly not anything crazy. Yeah. Groovy there. Next one we got is uh Chase versus Kirk. And you know, for context, it's not everybody's best player against the other one's best player. It's we're just going by who's set up in the lineup, so things are um, you know, manipulated a little bit by who's going in the flex because of who else they who else they have on Thursday night, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, Kirk is one of the two best wide receivers for Labar, so I think this comparison is this head-to-head matchup is fine, but it's Jamar Chase versus Kirk, and I mean this is where we see the gaps between the two teams and start to see why Andy's favored by to win by more than twenty points, because um, Chase could be wide receiver one overall, and Kirk is at risk of potentially getting outscored by Zay Jones. So like huge, huge advantage for Andy here, and. Yeah, I think the matchup could just be decided with 
this matchup right here. Um, just, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Say the same thing ten different ways mean the same thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think Chase is obviously the clear winner of this matchup. Um, and if the, you know if Chase has a really good week, Andy's going to probably win decently. And if he doesn't, um, and Kirk has a solid week, then it could get interesting. But you know, yeah. a lot of times Chase is going to have that really good week. So you gotta you gotta be hopeful that he's going to just do it. Uh, you know maybe a 10 or a 12 point week instead of 20, <laughs> 25. Yeah. Cause I mean, Chase's floor has always been like 13 points. So uh, yeah. But your next one's talk. Next one's kind of interesting too. It's uh sniffing the pickings versus Mike Evans, which I think is kind of funny because I'll always want all the sniffing of the pickings I can get, but I'm also kind of like, don't I have to give the advantage to Mike Evans. I mean, like he's historically, very, very good. Um, he somehow had over a thousand receiving yards last year, even though I feel like 90% of his points were scored in two games. Um, yeah, but like he, he's got Baker, so I got to give the edge to my boy Pickens here, who I'll probably give the edge to no matter what all year long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I completely disagree with you there. Uh, ah. I mean, I don't see what the difference between Pickett and and uh, Baker really is, but um, at this point, at least, it's not like Pickett was particularly strong last year, so um, he could be better. But we'll, we're going to have to see before we can definitively say that. Uh, yeah, and I think just Evans is going to see you know a little bit more targets. Um, he's just probably better still, uh, you know. So I would expect it's not the advantage of Chase over Kirk, obviously, but but it's an advantage. Um, Evans over Pickens, I think. I think the projection, you know, a couple points is probably about right on average, twenty percent or so. So, um, yeah, I think like, that's fair. I know I this is gonna sound kind of contradicting because I just gave up a decent amount for Chris Godwin, but we know what Baker is, and Pickett is supposed to be like taking that famous sophomore leap this year. So that's, I mean, from quarterback play, I think Pickens is definitely in a better position. Right. Um, but there there are more weapons in Pittsburgh than Tampa Bay and Mike Evans is Mike Evans. So I'm fine with giving the edge to big old Mike. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But it, it's not as, again, it's not it's not that huge difference. And we'll have to see maybe Pickett does. But I, I want to see him first because he was real bad last year. Yeah. Speaking of big, <laughs> speaking of big old Mike, we got Michael Thomas versus JSN in the next round of wide receiver head to heads. Uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I feel like they're both kind of super lame wide receivers to have. Um because I feel like Andy the wants bus stop ninja. <laughs> the bus stop ninja. Like <laughs> Andy wants everyone to be more excited about JSN than we need to be right now, but I could be eating my shorts come Sunday night if JSN falls out. Um I just feel like Long term, Jason has way more potential than Michael Thomas. Um, but in a week one matchup, kind of want to give the advantage to Thomas and uh, see if Andy flips out or not. You know, to be honest with you, I'm on the exact same page. Like, obviously, in three years, Michael Thomas is probably out of the league, but um, we don't really know what JSN is yet. And he's the number three receiver on the depth chart at the moment. So, like, 
Thomas is at worst case two, and he's probably going to get fed like, you know, six catches, 60 yards stat line at like a bare minimum. So I think he does have a slight edge. It's not huge, but he's likely to see more targets. He's likely to get more catches. I think that's a reasonable standpoint right now. Yeah. I agree with you there. Next one we got is the tight ends. It's uh, Goddard versus Laporta. Um, yep, another matchup that's live. Yeah, and I honestly, this is like an inverse of the old versus new as Labar's got the young guy and Andy's got the older guy. I just feel like Goddard's much, much safer. And I don't even know, for context, it's halftime right now. What is Laporta's line? He's got one catch for 14 yards. Is it halftime or is it almost? No, not yet. There's a minute left. Oh, and Chiefs got the ball. Right. I just shot. They just my got an almost ridiculous uh, oh, flag. Let me see what this is. I think it's probably on, on Detroit. It's not the Chiefs. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, it is on the Chiefs. Uh, so it looks like the Detroit's going to get the ball back. Um. Or should they replay the down? I don't know what they're going to do here. Yeah. But either way. Uh, okay. So we're at what? Tight end? Yeah. I mean, there's so many weapons in Philly that it's got to be a knock against Goddard at some point. I just think for this head-to-head matchup, you're going to go Goddard over Laporta every time until you're proven not to. So. Yeah. Uh, I think like if Laporta can get to – if Laporta gets to 10, that would be a great – round for him and then it's like he might be able to push with goddard but you know goddard has upside beyond that might score a touchdown he, you know he's definitely the he's definitely the preferred option here yeah. uh for, for this one <laughs> and then the flex is a kind of interesting one uh another i got this whole matchup is way more entertaining than i realized before diving into it uh yeah it's not it's not crazy that's the thing about fantasy it's like it's it seems it seemed pretty ridiculous for him but it's really you know it's not that crazy that Lamar could could win yeah, and I mean, right now it's Saquon versus Madison. Uh, Saquon like is obviously the edge is Saquon. Yeah, but like, hundred percent agree, edge to Saquon every time. But would anybody be surprised if Madison outscored him this week? No, I mean it's not like impossible. Madison's done pretty well when he's when he started in the past. So yeah. I mean, you know, Barkley does doesn't do that well against Dallas, and you know, Tampa Bay gets rolled over by Minnesota. It's not out of the realm of possibility. No, I mean, one thing we need to discuss is that Andy just got deeper. At oh, my God. What a ridiculous. Wow. Hold on. Andy, Andy said something in the chat. What a ridiculous catch that was by whoever was on the Chiefs. Um, he, I thought he was going to be killed. Let's see. Oh, people are, people are uh, all over Gibbs. And Andy's yeah. defending him. <laughs> Guys, let's let's take it easy here. It's his first <laughs> game. We don't want to have unrealistic expectations, which is a complete flip flop from what we've been listening to for like six. Right. Like, I mean, I think there's still plenty of time, and he's had an okay half. But like, what do we? What I think a lot of people in the in the uh, in the league thought, you know, twelve touches was about right, and I think he's on pace for about that right now. So like, he could have a big yeah. second half. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, where we're at right now is realistically sometimes games are going to go like this. This is how it is. Yeah, and honestly, this is going to sound kind of maybe not that crazy, but 
because Gibbs is basically just the swift role in last in last year's offense, right? Like, yeah, you're gonna look at depending on game script, eight to fifteen touches, and they're gonna yeah. be high opportunity touches. He'll get he'll get catches. He'll be out in the open field. He'll have potential to get to have a high floor despite the limited touches. Right. But is there any chance that Swift? was better than what we thought he was last year because they just didn't give him the ball as much? Like, is he going to be better this year with Philly if he gets more touches because he's in a different type of offense? Well, I think the issue with Swift is that you've got a guy who just can't handle the touches. Like, he just gets hurt. Yeah. Um, And, like, yeah, people say, like, oh, he played, like, whatever. He's only missed four games each of the three years. First of all, that's a lot. And he's like basically half dead the other games and gets seven touches or something. So it's yeah, like it doesn't, doesn't count the games he left early. So right, <laughs> which is like every other game. Yes, I feel like there's like six people who've owned Swift in our league, and they all are like, "Yeah, I don't want him. He never plays." And that has merit, you know, despite the the stats of it's like, a, "Oh, only X amount of missed games." Like super important. He misses <laughs> plays. All right, he misses plays. <laughs> so right, he does. Uh, but yeah, I think. To wrap up this matchup, I I'm I want to predict a score. Yeah, I think Andy's right. I, like I think it. Andy's gonna I think Andy's gonna win one fifty eight to one thirty three. I think despite one fifty eight to one thirty three. Yeah, I think despite some of the close matchups, there's just some gaps that I uh, I have faith in Andy's team performing in Week One, whether Gibbs booms or not. So, um, okay, that, that's what I'm thinking. All right. Um, I got it a bit closer than that. I'm gonna go with one thirty-four to one twenty-eight, but Andy's gonna pull it out. There you go. All right, that's our first prediction of week one. Let's go on to the next matchup, which is uh certainly the least exciting matchup of the week. I've got it on my end is Chris versus Max. Um, yeah, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Sleeper has Chris projected to win by almost fifty points. And it starts off with the quarterback position, right? Like Max has got Tua, and Tua's fine, but Chris has Joe Burrow. Fine. So, you know, he's huge, better than fine. Big advantage for Chris there. Um, yeah, even though on points wise on here, they have it at like two points. That seems kind of crazy. I recognize they're going to play LAC. It might be a shootout, but as you're seeing tonight, that doesn't always come to fruition just because no. you think it's going to be a shootout. No, it doesn't. That's why this game's awesome. That's why no matter how much you plan, you probably you got to plan to be wrong too. You know, um, right. but I don't know if uh, there's, I don't know if Chris is going to be wrong on anything this week. He's got Pollard up against AJ Dillon. Um, Pollard has been talked about as potential number one running back overall, and Dillon's not. So, yeah, big advantage for Chris there, and then. You know, Chris moved Montgomery into that second RB slot tonight, and he faces off against DeAndre Swift, which would be interesting. You know, um, I mean, he only got four point two in the first half. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of like what Montgomery does, right? So he gets a lot of touches. He's on the field a lot, um, but he doesn't do that much with them. Like he's got nine carries for thirty three yards. Granted, low yeah. scoring game, of course. So like nobody's getting touchdowns yet. Um we'll see what they do like with within the five if Montgomery can punch it in. 
I just don't think he's going to be as efficient as Jamal Williams was in the red zone last year. So, I mean, that was like, sort of a, an anomaly year, but I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities. Uh, and I like him, but, um, you know, Swift is probably a wash. Yeah, I do think this is probably the only head-to-head matchup for position players between these two guys where Max could get the edge at the end of the day. Like if Swift just scores 14 and Montgomery finishes with 10, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, Max obviously not winning this matchup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's because next up. Especially got, after sitting Reishi. What happened with that guy? Oh, he got a touchdown. He's already got 12. Good for you. Keeper. Right. Yep. But unfortunately, not in Max's lineup. He's got Traylon Burks facing off against Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson is light years ahead of Burks. And then Max has Kendrick Bourne facing off against Tyreek Hill, who's light years ahead of Bourne. And then Chris's worst player by far, in my opinion, is Juju Smith-Schuster, who is better than Paris Campbell. I don't get why Paris Campbell is in the lineup, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and you got Isaiah Hodgins in there too. You got to stick him in there. What else? What other choice did he have? Rishi? No. <laughs> Brees Hall? I mean, what? Why isn't he playing him? Wait, Brees Hall's on the bench. Oh, Brees Hall's on the bench. Isaiah Hodges, get out of here! We're gonna have I to mean, ban Max from the league for tanking. <laughs> doesn't need to try. No offense, Max, but you don't need to try this hard to tank. Put you don't even have in. your own pick. Put Breeze instead of Hodgins, please. This is insane. Well, in his defense, Breeze Hall was limited in practice today. He's him in. I yeah, don't know. Hodgins isn't even going to be in. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, very true. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hodgins is also projected to score more points than Paris Campbell, so maybe you should not. Play Paris Campbell. Yeah, let's play, let's play, let's do this. Let's play Russian roulette with the fourth Giants wide receiver. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's start two of them. <laughs> hey, I'm starting two people from the same team, but we'll go on to the tight ends. Um, couple of old farts. Are, are here. they the team's seventh and eighth option? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, this tight end spot is interesting because now, like. Can Mark Andrews run? Like, is is he okay? I don't. I saw that video too, but I'm so sick of these one videos being like, "Oh, this guy's dead. Never gonna, never gonna play again." And well, it's I, just... didn't, I didn't even see a video. I just read the oh, thing, really? a couple, the thing <laughs> a couple days ago where it was like, "Andrews is comfortable running." Well, good because he's playing football. So right. hopefully he's he gonna can, need to be running. Hopefully he can take a hit too. Um, oh my god, that's wild. So it's Andrews versus Kittle, which are big names. Um, they're both limited participants. I'm sure they'll both play. If they both play, you're giving the edge to Andrews every time. Um, I still think Kittle is the best tight end in the NFL, just not in fantasy. So if he... Right. Yeah, that's all I got on that one. And then we alluded to this um, flex matchup as Max has Hodgins. And Chris has James Conner. As much as I don't want anything to do with anybody on the Arizona Cardinals, still a big advantage for Chris in this this slot. And 
Honestly, I think there's a chance Chris wins by more than 100 points. Um, it's not, it's it's not certainly a, possible. It's more likely than if Max wins. Let's put it that way. There you go. Um, I predict a score of Chris 167. He's just got studs. I think he's going to score a lot of points all the time. And Max 89. So. Uh, 89 was awfully generous of you. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 154. Just a moderate week for Chris, but still solid. And Very Max solid. coming in with 71. Oh, 71. All right, Max. Break 100, man. You can do it. We'll move on to uh, the next matchup, which is Mike List versus Pat. And this is great because in the draft pod, Max and I predicted that Pat will win the league, but he is projected to lose the most, lose to the most average team in the history of averages. Um, so let's dive in. We got at quarterback, we got Lamar versus Dak. Oh, no. I mean, big advantage for Mike there with Lamar. Um, if Lamar is Lamar, which he should be, there's no reason why he wouldn't. He's healthy. Um yeah, and I, I think that's fair. I feel like Dak's pretty pedestrian um, from a fantasy standpoint, but I do think the Cowboys are really good, so things don't always correlate between fantasy and real life. Um, and then you've got Henry versus J.K. Dobbins. Um, Henry's only I find projected... it interesting that... Go ahead. Go ahead. I find it interesting that J.K. Dobbins is projected for 16. That just seems wild. I know it's Houston, but like, yeah, we were seems just like high at the same time. Like, Henry's projected for 0.7 points more than J.K. Dobbins, and like, yeah, absolutely nothing positive has been said about J.K. Dobbins all offseason. So, I mean, if he's healthy, no doubt he's gonna have every opportunity in the world. Uh, but like, I don't know these things off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure Dobbins isn't the most efficient runner, he doesn't. Or that many touchdowns. He's reliant on a lot of yarded, a lot of yards, and you know, like ten rushing touchdowns of ten plus yards, which is still plausible, right? Because of that offense, because of Lamar, you name it. Uh, but despite the seven tenths of a point difference from projections, got to give the big edge to Henry here, right? Yeah, I mean, I will say that he has averaged six yards and 5.6 yards per carry in his career. Um, but he is kind of an unknown at this point. And I think that their offense has been more run heavy than it will likely be this year. I think they're going to be passing it more. So we'll, we'll have to see um, if he, if he gets touchdowns and he gets a lot of the opportunities, maybe gets involved a little in the passing game. Who knows? But um, I just think, yeah, for being projected the same for Henry right now, it just seems nuts. Let's let like let's see him do it a couple of times first. <laughs> yeah, I think the next running back matchup is pretty much a wash. But yeah, I mean it's looking better for Acres right now because Pacheco's got two point seven at the half. But uh, yes. you know, if, if they get the lead, if they go up another score early in the second half, he could get a lot of work. So yeah. How many carries does uh, CEH have right now? Probably five, if I had to guess. Maybe, honestly, let me check. I don't know. I think Stad said he has him. Um, uh, he looks like he has three as well. So they only have six rushes. I'm sure Mahomes has. I think Mahomes has like 30 yards rushing, 27 yards rushing. Um, 
it's just, it's just not a good sign for Mike that he kept Pacheco and was talking him up so much when in week one, it's only one half, but him and CEH have the same amount of carries. And he has one yeah. yard less than CEH. Like, no, it's certainly not ideal. That's not great. <laughs> uh, that's not great. Um, so, I mean, like, presently, yeah, you got to give the edge to Cam. Um, but I also, like, there is that risk with Cam where, you, like, he could easily just shit the bed, too. Um, he right. should. He has, he's going to have more opportunities because there's really no competition. Um, but if that O-line isn't much better than last year, I know full well what Cam is capable of not doing. So, uh, right. Still got to no, give the okay. advantage to Cam, but um, and Pat on that one. And we'll move on to the receivers. This is an interesting one. Old versus new. DeAndre Hopkins versus Jordan Addison. It's week one. Addison's rookie year. Hopkins, nobody wanted to sign him. Titans brought him in. He's old. Who do you give the edge to? Uh, definitely Hopkins. I think, you know, sure. Addison, I think, is going to be pretty good this year, but I don't think it's going to start in week one. Um, and I think he'll be eased in, and Hopkins could easily double him this week with, like, 15. Okay. I'm not super high on Hopkins, which is out of character for me, so I hope I'm wrong. Um, I kind of had this one as a wash. I like okay. Addison. I like his situation. Um I do think KJ Osborne will be around all year. So I do think Addison has a cap. Um but I like him. I Kirk Cousins gonna throw the ball and he's gonna have openings because of the double and triple coverage that Jefferson's gonna get. So uh Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. But the next one's Another interesting one. We've got Mr. 99 receptions himself, Michael Pittman, versus uh, versus the what some people say is one of the best wide receivers in the league in Chris Olave. And everything backs up Olave, like his yards per route, um, his average yards per catch. Like he's a deep ball guy. And now he's got a deep ball quarterback it's in his second year. He's number wide receiver number one on that team. So, like, Olave could be amazing this year. So, you got to give the advantage to Pat and Olave on this matchup. I just don't know if it's going to be as big of a gap as what I would have thought. It, what I, Based on how people talk about Olave, you would think the gap would be bigger. And I just don't know if it's going to be that much different. Like, Olave will probably have 18 points, and Pittman will have 14, right? It's like right. Four, four points at the end of the day. Yeah, it could go a long way. But it's also not that much of a difference um, right? on a weekly head matchup. Well, I mean, I think if you look at last year, Olave, he only had 206 points. So, like, it's not that crazy that they're going to be somewhat similar this year because I bet you Pittman scored more than him last year. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, yeah, he should be better. He's younger, so we just, like, want him to be better. We think he'll, he's going to grow, and maybe he will, and maybe he'll just settle in and be a DJ Moore type. Like, that's that could potentially happen with, with any of these guys, depending upon quarterback play or, or whatnot. Like, you know, uh, Garrett Wilson has Aaron Rodgers, so he's probably going to do better than Olave will this year, even though you could argue that he wasn't quite as good last year, you know? 
But yeah. But who knows how long Aaron Rodgers will be there? So it could flip back the other way pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, as far as this matchup goes, still give the advantage to Pat and Olave. Like, I just yeah, Olave is way more exciting. Um, next one though, Odell versus Debo. Like, I don't even think it's close. No, like, I, it, I it mean, could be a battle if Odell shows up, but like, kind of can't believe someone's starting Odell. He's also, I just saw this, he's now questionable. It's on the injury report. Uh, yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike might have to plug Gallup on in there. Yeah. Ew, Gallup. Cause, yeah, because he can't put in Higby. He's sticking Higby. No, he can't. He has to go. They have to go wide receiver. Yeah, because Dubes might not play. Yeah. Not that that's the most exciting option either. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's going to it's gonna be tough. This, uh, his third wide receiver slot for Mike's going to be tough for him all year, but maybe Odell will be healthy and who knows. Uh, but yeah, another advantage to Pat there. Uh, flex spot is interesting. We've got ETN versus Amari. I feel like you got to give that advantage to List. Uh, I like ETN. I don't understand why people are saying Bigsby's going to be the running back to own in Jacksonville. Like, I, I hear why people say it, but like, are we just forgetting that ETN was the dude? Yeah, I don't know. He's just not going to – I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't think that Bigsby is going to be the guy. I think he's the backup. Like, the, he, uh, he was drafted in, like, early third round or whatever, but, like, it's not usual – it's not common for rookies to just come in and take over for a productive running back. So, I mean, I just don't see – like, maybe he'll get some work, but, like, somebody else is going to get some work already. There's no way around that. So, yeah. he's just going to be that guy maybe instead of – Jermichael Hasty or whatever. Definitely an upgrade from Jermichael Hasty, who did look good at times last year in this offense, but you can't take away from ETN. So, I mean, Amari, number one wide receiver on the Browns. Deshaun Watson's good. That's obviously going to be really good for Amari, but I still give the advantage to ETN there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an advantage. It's not huge, but it's an advantage for sure. Yeah, and I think – uh Based on all that, I think my prediction is going to be Pat 135, List 129. Close one, but I think that's, that's going to edge him out. Yeah, I think um, we'll have a low-scoring affair. I think Pat's going to come up with 115, and List is going to lose with 107. Ooh, he wasn't kidding when he said low-scoring affair, everybody. I love it. This uh, This next one's an interesting one. We've got Jim, the silent killer, and Kareem is the killer who forgot how to kill. So, you got <laughs> Mahomes. The bust-up killer. The bust-up killer. Mahomes definitely gets a big edge over Gino. I mean, you do that every time. Mahomes has 18 points at half, so right on par. Yeah, yeah there's no uh, – that's good. We got that one. He's – I mean, Gino might not even get 18. Yeah, it's true. I do like Gino. I do think he'll get 20, 22, but Mahomes will. The list of quarterbacks crazy. that average 22 most years is not super big. Well, I mean, average versus one week, week one against the Rams. I'm not scared yeah, of the that's Rams. Fair. I think Gino's going to have. It's probably a plus matchup for them. Yeah. Um, okay, that's reasonable. But obviously, Jim gets me around. Yeah. The next one's an interesting one. We got Josh Jacobs versus Pierce. I mean, it 
should be advantage Jacobs, but he hasn't played football yet. So, um, yeah, I still got Jacobs in this one. I mean, yeah. Denver's D is tough, but Baltimore's D is tough, and Jacobs is just as, you know, better. He's going to get more work. He just got that deal. So, um, I expect him maybe sees like, you know, 18 carries instead of 22 or 23, but he's going to get the ball. Yeah, I, I'm more concerned about Jacobs long term. Like, the first, if he gets past the first month, I won't be concerned about him. Um, I just feel like these guys, right? Who, just getting like an injury, yeah, like you know, like, like a hamstring or something because he's getting ramped mm-hmm. up and then he has to miss a couple of games and then doesn't ever really get right the whole year, whatever. There's so many of those things that happen every year. Um, and Jacobs right, is a that. high risk of something like that, but regardless, Jacobs gets the advantage every time. Um, yeah. That's a good call. I'm gonna pick Samir White up. <laughs> there you go. Just did it. No. I'm what, just uh, <laughs> what do you make of uh, Mostert versus James Cook? Uh, Mostert. Oh, sorry. Hang on. I just lost my connection to the app. Um, I think that it's pretty even. It's like weird because I feel like both guys are made of glass. Um, but. We don't know Lester's that. Lester's probably going to see. Yet, no, but he's just small. So, like, he's not going to see 25 touches a game. You know what I mean? Like, he just can't. And if he does, he's not going to play that many games. I saw some stat that, like, I think in all through college and counting his first year, like, James Cook does not touch the ball a lot. He never has. No, I did. Yeah, I saw that stat too, actually. And I don't know um, what was off the top of my head, but it highlights your point. So. Well, I think he's going to get the ball, but it's just, you know, he's not going to be getting the ball. It'll be similar to, like, let's call it like Jamar Gibbs, right? Like 12 to maybe 16 times games at most. But, yeah. like, I, I think that James Cook maybe is more like 14. I don't know. It'll be tough. We'll have to see. Yeah. I think James Cook probably has uh... – um, yeah, I agree with you're saying. I'm not going to say it a different way. I agree. But in, this, <laughs> in this matchup, who do you give the advantage to, Mostert or Cook? Or do you say it's a wash? I say it's a wash. Yeah, I say it's a wash. I mean, I think the projections got him pretty close. I think Mostert's maybe more likely to score. You have to also factor in Jets are tough. So, like, he's they probably are. not running in a touchdown there. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's we'll have to see. But I think I think it's a wash. This next one's fun. I mean, I don't understand this projection, but you know, AJ Brown's got 17. That's cool. Waddle's only projected for just under 13. I know that he's been banged up. He yeah, practices low. He practices full that today. Very low. Like, yeah, Waddle, I think that'll Waddle pop up is, as the week goes on. Yeah, if that doesn't happen, I'd be surprised. So I'm with I, mean, you. I, I think, think he averaged like. 15, 16 a game last year or something. He he was pretty like he averaged not, 16 not a game. Boomer yeah. bust, but like 8, 20, 42, 17, 5, 5, 19, 13, 33, 19, 10, 13, 2, 5, uh, 24, 29, 8, 10. So like, yeah, he had a lot of no two last year though, too. So he'll have two of this year. Yeah, um, that's true. It's very true. So he should probably be 16, 17, I think is a fair place. 
Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I give Waddle the edge this week uh, from a matchup standpoint. Pats are going to play hard. They're going to play good defense. I mean, the Eagles could easily just rip them apart. But um, being a little bit homerific here, I do think the Pats are going to be a tougher matchup than the Chargers for Waddle. So um, I wouldn't be. I'm. I would bet that Waddle outscores AJ Brown this week. I got it as a wash to be yeah. honest. But yeah, I, I mean, like I said, yeah, it could. It's very close either way. So it's po- certainly possible he could. I think uh, the next one's interesting too. It's Drake London versus Calvin Ridley. I don't even think it's close. I've always been a little bit low on London. I like his upside, but like I'll choose Ridley every time. I'm very high on Ridley this year, so I see no reason yeah. why I wouldn't outscore a guy who's in an offense where no one's reliable because Arthur Smith runs a interesting offensive game plan that is not revolved around feeding his best players. It's about other shit. So. I mean, I do. I do, <laughs> there is some of that. I do think we're going to see a little bit of a different Falcons offense this year. Um, I think that like Mariota is like just very different than like normal quarterbacks. And yes, Ritter's not anything special that we know of so far, but it's also not Mariota. So, oh no, Pacheco might be hurt. Um, no. But uh, I don't know what happened, but he's doing something. Um, but uh, so, you know, I, I just think that, yeah, Ridley, I think, gets the edge. Um, London for 13 seems fine. I, I don't quite get the difference between, um, like, London being projected for so much more than Pitts because it seems – I think Pitts is only projected for, like, nine or something, but maybe it is, like, ten. Um, that doesn't make tons of sense, but is it ten? Um, but, like, because it's the same exact thing, Pitts actually probably sees more targets when they play together, so – I don't know, but um, 13 feels a little wishful. It is Carolina, though. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's got a pretty good defense, though. I mean, they had some blow-up games last year. Um, I think they're going to be well-coached compared to last year. I think their defense is going to hold their own more often than not. But it's still, it's still Carolina. I don't think they're anything crazy. So London could do it. I just yeah. think. But Ridley's really got a better chance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. And then the next one is a funny one because uh, Mike Williams versus Tyler Lockett. It's like two old guys that nobody ever really wants who uh, go boom or bust. And, you know, like, <laughs> it's so true. Lock, Lockett was 13th wide receiver last year. But, like, maybe my memory is deceiving me here. I just feel like actually my memory may have deceived me. I think he was me. like 17. He, 13, he, was, he was 13. He was 13th, but like he went 6, 22, 17, 13, 31, 4, 11, 15, 17, 13, 16, 30. He, he had a good year. Um, I thought he was more boom or bust, but that's actually pretty fucking consistent. It's just yeah. his, yard, his yardage was so low. He was very touchdown reliant last year. Lockett was. Uh, I feel like he's two. always sort of been that way, though. Big plays, long touchdowns kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, he had zero touchdowns for the first month, and he had two, zero for the next two games, and then six games in a row with a touchdown and one in the last That's week. That's savage. <laughs> yeah. So, like, 
I think where Lock, where um, DK Metcalf was a little bit under the mean for touchdowns last year. Right, Lockett was a little over. over. And I feel like it's going to – maybe it won't shift in the complete opposite direction, but I think it's going to level out a little bit more this year. Um, How many touchdowns do you think JSN will score? Four. Well, Andy's not going to like that. I think that's a very reasonable prediction to make for a third wide receiver option on the Seahawks. Especially but, a slot one, right? <laughs> but we'll see. I could be wrong. Uh, I do – this is a wash. It's tough. Mike Williams could drop 40 or he could drop zero. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's I, the think, thing. I think it's a wash. Wash is fine with me. I think that's better too. What about uh, Hawkinson versus Kincaid? Because I think this is a big advantage for Jimbo. Yeah, huge advantage, Hawkinson. I mean, Jets are tough. Hawk, like, who knows how Kincaid – historically, tight ends take a long time to integrate. It's only ever been two that have gotten over a thousand yards in their rookie season. So, I mean, I think we need to temper expectations a little bit, especially early on. Uh, maybe he bucks them. Maybe he does do what, you know, Dicka and Pitts did. But, like, I don't think we can count on that given it's happened twice ever. Yeah, I know. It's going to be tough, especially in an offense where, like, it's Diggs and it's Josh Allen. And... Right. Some game bombs. A little James bit Cook's of gonna be involved. A little bit of everyone else. Yeah, you know? exactly. Right. It's similar to the Chiefs offense. Yep. I agree with that. Kelsey. And so yeah, I think Jimbo's got a big advantage there. The flex just changed because you know Christian Watson all of a sudden popped up with a hamstring injury, and then Kareem just made that trade, um, oh, which yeah, is an interesting yeah. trade. We should talk about that real quick. Uh, what was it? Quentin Johnson. A second and a fifth? I think it was a sixth, if I if I recall correctly. Uh, um it was a sixth, yeah. Quentin Johnson, a sixth and a second next year for Christian Watson. Uh I love Christian Watson. I think he's great. I think he's a badass. But he can't stay healthy and he's already got a hamstring injury. That's super concerning. Um now yeah, Christian granted, Watson, completely agree. Now granted it's like Andy's third or fourth wide receiver option if he wants to um, even put him in. He doesn't need to. Like, if Pickens isn't that good, he could put in Watson. If JSN doesn't pan out, he could put in Watson. Or any sort of scenario with those three guys, you know, right. he can make it work. So I do think it's a good trade for Andy. Um, I think it shows a little bit of uh, lack of confidence from Kareem. To yeah, he's definitely playing for next year. Do that? Um because I just think QJ is not – I mean, they say like he's going to start as the wide receiver four. So, you know, whether or not that's true, we'll see. But it's not encouraging. Um, and, you know, he's going to have to wait for something to happen on the depth chart to, to be able to get some more opportunities. Yeah. And I like, at least. Like the comparisons of like, oh, Bijan was ranked number two or three or four on the depth chart. And right, but he's number one now. You know no. what I mean? It's, like it's they've moved like, everyone where they should, where they are now before the season. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not like it's a totally different scenario because um, Palmer's been practicing with the first team right. all training camp all off season. So anyway, um, it's Corton Sutton versus Quentin Johnston in this met in this matchup, and I think because of the Judy injury. I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan, but I'm a huge Sean Payton guy. I think I, I believe in what he does. 
And I think Sutton's going to benefit. Someone's got to benefit. Or Sutton or nobody, in my mind. And I know you like Mims, well, but we'll talk about that when we get to our match. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that when we get there. But it, it, it does go, go along those same lines with him. Um, yeah. All right, and then it's Tucker, obviously, the advantage over nobody, but there'll be somebody there. Um, and then Niners over the Vikings, probably advantage Niners. So what do you got for a prediction for this one? I've got the silent killer winning 141 to 129. Which one's the silent killer? Jimbo. <laughs> okay. Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. Dream's the killer 141 who to 129. That's right. Okay. Um, all right. So, Silent Killer. Uh, I'm going to have Jimbo at 154 nice. and Kareem coming in at 114. Just gets port. Oh, a spanking at its finest. All right. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, we'll go to the next one. We got three more. We'll pick it up a little bit. Um, Ooh, good is... catch by Laporta. No first down, though. Nah, bummer. This is defending champ Phil versus um, if Mike List is the king of average, Brendan is the prince. So we've got <laughs> we've got Jalen Hurts versus Kirk Cousins. The I think bar is the jester. The jester. I think uh, <laughs> this is a huge advantage for Phil. I mean, Cousins can ball out at any week, but um, I just have a weird feeling the Bucks are going to shut some people down this year, and Cousins has the tendency to get shut down. So um, yeah. I think it is at he's... home, though. That's one thing I would caveat. Um, he's usually better at home. He is, but I hear that. So I didn't factor that in. That's a good point. Um, either way, maybe a lesser advantage to fill, but I still think advantage to fill there. Um, I think this running back matchup for these two is probably the most exciting one for like head-to-head player matchup of the week. Because uh, we got Bijan versus McCaffrey, some horses going yeah, at it. Old versus new. Um, I just, I guess I'm old school. I'm a little bit. Uh, I'll see it when I believe it. Uh, I do think Bijan's going to be really, really good. Um, yeah, but I'm going to give the edge to McCaffrey because we've seen yeah, what he. That's can obviously do. no question at all. McCaffrey gets the edge. It's a decent edge. Um, you just want to see what they're going to do with with the uh, the running backs, like. To your point earlier, Arthur Smith's been known to be weird with how he uses his players. Um, is Bijan going to get 25 carries? Is he going to get 20? Is he going to get 15 and Algier's going to get 10? You know what I mean? Like, what are we working with week one especially? Is he going to get all the third down work? Is he going to get uh, two-minute drill work? All that kind of stuff. So yeah. we'll have to see. Um, and I think for now there's no question. McCaffrey's getting all that stuff, and he's obviously proven it's him for now. Yep. Agreed. The next one changed since um, earlier today when I was looking at all this stuff, but we'll go oh, in your notes. Yeah, because McKinnon was in there, but now yeah, it's, yeah. it's Ramondre. Weisenheimer. Ramondre versus Najee. Um, I don't know. I kind of, if I had to choose, I'd give the edge to Ramondre, but I think so many people are down on Najee, but like in their high on It's a wash for me. All right, cool. I'm on the same page. I mean, like, uh, not everyone was on the Jalen Warren train last year. Najee's a first round pick. He's going to get the ball. Like, Warren's not taking over as the starter unless Najee gets hurt. And that's one of the main, his main calling cards. He doesn't miss games. Um, So I think that 
it's pretty even. Philly's tough. San Francisco's tough. They're both guys who are going to get a lot of the work, but not all of the work. Maybe Najee probably gets more than Ramondre, but not tons. Probably gets less catches. So it's a wash for me. Yeah, I, I do think – I think the Pats brought in Zeke to use him. And I yeah, don't, of course. I don't. I don't think they especially wanna, around the goal line. Yeah, and I don't think they want to run Ramondre into the ground. So uh, Ramondre was not like good. last year. They don't yeah. want that. That's why they because he's 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 also proven to stay healthy. So yeah, you know they so. know they can give him ten touches a game and he'll he'll be able to handle it. This one Plus goal this, line work. The first wide receiver matchup is, I mean, the projections are about three points apart, which is kind of big, I guess, in the sense of projections week to week. Um, it's only two. It's two point two five. But yeah, there it's. That's true. It's mm-hmm. still you know it's like fifteen percent or so. I don't know. I think. I think I want to give the edge again, week to week matchup. I think I want to give the edge to Brendan with Keenan Allen here. Um, slightest, slightest edge. He's gonna get force fed. Um, her, they're gonna throw the ball a ton. Theoretically, it's gonna be a high scoring game. Uh, CD Lamb is going to get his for sure. Um, but it's a divisional game, those are always tough. Yeah. The Giants are they're going to be a tough matchup every single time on the road, too. Yeah, yeah, like I kind of want to give the edge to Keenan Allen here. I don't know about the edge. Um, I think that it's a wash for me this week. You know, obviously CD had a great year last year, but I do think the matchup's a little bit tougher. And I think that, you know, just given the dynamics of that divisional matchup on the road, it will be tougher. Uh, And the Giants defense are pretty good. So I I think it's a wash push either way. Could be great for either could be terrible because they both are kind of tough matchups. Yeah. No, if you ask uh, Garrett, if you ask Phil about Garrett Wilson. Oh, it's a pick six. Oh no! Or for, De- for Detroit, did DeAndre Swift score. What just happened? DeAndre Swift's not playing. What are you talking about? No, I know, but thirty-two scored. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I'm not watching, so I I can see how that would be confusing. Um, now, if you ask Phil about Garrett Wilson, he's top two wide receiver in the league. Uh, no, I mean that's obviously not the case, but he's he's going to be pretty good. He oh, be Tony huge. dropped it. So not a pick six? No, it was a pick six, but Tony dropped it. He hit off his uh, hands, hit him in the hands, and, and it popped in the air. Sorry, wow. Mike. Did Staz play him? Tony? Uh, yeah, probably. He did. he did. Yeah, we got his matchup up next. Yeah, so I mean, um, definitely give the edge to Garrett Wilson over Deontay Johnson, but I do think Deontay Johnson will score touchdowns this year and be better. But Garrett's still that dude. I think he's I think he's going to be really good. Um, yeah, I think I think the edge is. I think it's a moderate edge to Wilson. I mean, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, Wilson's going to be uh, should be better than he was last year. But I think people are a lot of people are projecting him to be like so much better because they think he's going to get a lot more targets. But he had a lot of targets last year, so I think his growth is going to be more in efficiency and like he's going to hopefully have some bigger games. Whereas, like, he didn't have those opportunities because he just couldn't be connected with due to yeah. poor QB play. I do think if, if Rodgers is anything like Rodgers, Garrett's going to have a better year than last year. And where did he finish last year as a rookie? Uh, I think he was, like, 
20, 20-ish? 21. Yeah, I mean, so I guess it's not that far-fetched to say he's going to be better. Um, but I, I think he could be a top-10 wide receiver this, this year. I think that would be considered a very good year. Like, I think top-10, like, top ten's probably right. Top two is insane. Yeah, it's just Phil being like a dynasty rankings. Garrett's yeah. the best. He's way better than Diggs. You have to. You can't afford Garrett. I'm like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> the next one is a huge advantage to Brendan because um, it's Sky Moore versus Brandon Cooks, and I think Brandon Cooks is a great value pick for Brendan this year. Like he got him in the third round, um, which is fine, but I just. Look, we're looking at all these guys and we're calling them washes and stuff. I feel like Cooks would be a wash against so many good players out there who like were either kept or drafted before him. So I think that was a good pick for for Brendan. Um, Cooks is just like a consistently solid player that no one ever wants. Like if you had kept him every year for the last seven years, he would have been a solid wide receiver too most of those years. Yeah. Um, And like – it's interesting because he was he got to a point where he was so disliked like two or three years maybe it was two years ago, uh like coming out of COVID year, um that in a dynasty league I'm in I picked him up off the waiver wire and he got me 240 points that year or something like crazy like nobody That's likes hilarious. him and I think he's gonna do it again this year. Yeah, I agree. And when you compared to Sky Moore, who is a wide receiver, who there's ten minutes or so left in the third quarter. He doesn't even have a reception. He just has a carry for four yards. That's not great, Bob. So, oh my God. Big no, exactly. Honestly, Brady. if he doesn't bounce back, Sky Moore is droppable after this week. No Kelsey, and he still hasn't even had a target. And then we're into the third quarter. Like, what? If he does not even get a catch this week, or if he doesn't get more than like 30 yards, he's droppable. You can't drop Sky Moore after week one, though, because you never know what's going to happen with the Chiefs' offense. I mean, dude. Like the one that's it's like, bad. Is it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not denying that it's bad. Uh, All right, let's go to the projections. Let's to the predictions. Okay, got you. I think Phil one thirty eight, Brendan one thirty five. I think it's gonna be close. All right, so you have one thirty eight. Phil's gonna get the W. Man, this guy Morris. So Brendan is basically a wash right now. I think uh, McCaffrey's going to have himself a nice little game, and we're going to see uh, an upset week one. one five oh. one to one four four for Phil. I love it. I love it. All right, the next one here, we got what – who could have been, should have been, technically is the defending champion in Tim versus Mike's Decidus, who when I look at his team this year – Desiitis. I We're just playing golf this weekend. Oh, nice! I don't yeah. feel as scared as of Mike's team as I did last year, um, but his team's still no. solid. Um, but we'll go through it. Rogers versus Fields. I mean, you got to go with Fields the advantage, but hundred percent. You never know what Rogers is going to do this year. He could just be like redoing what Brady did, or maybe not. Who knows? Nobody, nobody's like Tom Brady, so probably not. But he was pretty bad last year, but he's I would think he's gonna be better, but he's not running the football. He's not giving you anything with his legs. He's not matching Justin Fields' output. Yeah. As long as on Fields a yearly himself. basis. Yeah. And as I mean, who do the who do the Bears play this week? They play Green, Green Bay. Bay. Who the hell knows yeah, what's gonna happen? Blows. Uh, I don't know. They've invested a lot of early draft picks well, in their defense. That's I wouldn't fair. be surprised if they're last year. Pretty good. Yeah. 
We I, we have no uh, idea what's going to happen with the Packers, and I feel like that's right. why they could be horrible this year, though. <laughs> they could be. It could be. But Fields advantage, no doubt. And we got Eckler, Rashad White. We all like Rashad White's potential, but it's not even close. It's Eckler. Yeah. Um, Gibson versus Sanders is probably the lamest head-to-head matchup of the week. Um, Gibson being projected for 14.5 is blowing my mind. Yeah, it's... Like, all these guys are trying to suck off Benyemi, however you say his name, from, from Washington. Uh, maybe that off Benyemi. Yeah, there we go. Uh, maybe their offense is going to be sweet. But, like, let's see Sam Howell play. He looked good in the preseason, but the preseason is different. Let's see him play some real games. And this is an easy matchup, so he should do well. If they don't do well this game, I'm going to be very concerned about Washington moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they better do well. They're playing fucking, I don't even know, Mountain West football team. Like, they're just – the Cardinals are terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's a wash. I don't know what to expect from Miles Sanders. I know he's the guy, whatever, but I don't know. I think it's a wash. Oh, my God. What a ridiculous play from Mahomes. How does that guy not catch that? Oh, it was Sky Moore. Shankerson. Oh, boy. <laughs> Drop him, Phil. You Put him on the waiver wire. Brutal. I mean, it was a little high, but come on. Anyways. um, Yeah, so I think... Where were we at? <laughs> Gibson, Sanders. I said it was a wash. Sanders, yeah. I think I'm in the same way. I actually like Sanders. I think that they're going to give him some work. Um, they're not going to be as bad as people think. Uh, I got the advantage for Sanders, actually. Okay. Uh, Devontae versus not DJ huge. Moore. I think Devontae Adams over DJ Moore every day. Uh, yeah, no question. I not twice about it. And then... No. Amon Ra versus currently Jerry Judy. I don't think Judy's going to play, so that's going to change. But regardless of who Tim puts there, I'm going to give the advantage to Amon Ra. Um, yeah. He's already got 15, so no one yeah. Tim puts there is going to be projected for 15. Yeah. And then Tony for Mike versus Dodson for Tim. I mean, I like Dodson. I, I think he's going to be good. Um, I respect that Tim kept him. And he believes in his guy, and I think he might be right. Yeah. So, uh, advantage dots in there for sure. And I like the no matchup. question. Tony's got one point one. He sucks too. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's like uh, these Chiefs receivers are a joke. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, Dotson. I, I think that I've been impressed with him in in the preseason. He looks really good. I'm curious to see what will happen between him and McLaurin because it sounds like McLaurin's going to play. So how much is he going to get more work because of it and like whatnot? But yeah. um, he's a good, he's a good second year target and if he pans out. I think he could have a solid wide receiver two season. Yeah. And honestly, we are only talking about Tony because Mike didn't put him in his flex box. He played tonight. Um, mm-hmm. That was a mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, hope no one gets ruled out, Mike. Well, no, he he moved him out of his flex so that. Oh wait, you're right. Yeah, sorry, Mike, did you did it right. Did it right. I apologize. Tight ends, it's Briarmuth versus Waller. I mean, you got to give the advantage to Waller and Tim there. Um, and yeah, no question. I don't know how close. See, it is. but this is like what I'm talking about. Waller being projected for ten point four five. It's like, oh, and Drake London was projected for thirteen. No, I mean, I get I get the tight ends blow, but like Waller's actually going to probably be like targeted 
more than most tight ends, maybe in the top five without question. Agreed. So, like, 10.45 seems like a floor for me. Like, he could easily get 15. Yeah, agreed. And the flex spot is where Mike kind of flexes a little bit. Um, yeah. Devontae over Dalvin Cook. Not, I mean, I'm going to go Devontae every time there. So, I think my prediction I think is... this is the one week where maybe you don't. Oh. I mean, maybe, like, so... 11 for Devon, uh, for Dalvin seems a little low. I know that Hall's probably going to play, but he might not, and they're going to ease him back in. I think Hook's going to see more work this week than he's going to see at any point moving forward, really. Maybe next week, too, but at some point, this is going to be Hall's backfielder at worst of timeshare, um, yeah. and not in Cook's favor. So, like, this week, I think I could see this being a wash. The Pats are tough. You said it earlier. They're going to play sure. the Eagles tough. Like, they're only three year and a half or four-point underdogs. That's not, like, a crazy number, right? Like, that's... Not at all. So, I think you're going to see some, you know... I think it could be just... I think this week, Cook might actually have a have a decent week and have a wash with this. All right. So, we differ a little bit there in this matchup. Yeah. What do you have for the score? So, overall... 126, 128 is the projection. Uh, I think that Staz just has the firepower to get it done, and I think one of his guys is going to boom this week. So I think it's going to be like 135, 125, Staz over Tim. Okay. I think Staz is going to have a good week. I think I got, I'm at 151 to uh, 129. Uh, okay. My, my projections are a little high across the board, but that's just hopeful. You're an optimistic dude, man. Yeah, feeling good. You even put my optimism to shame, which is tough. Yep. Now, our last matchup is the good pod ho- pod host versus the bad pod host. So we all know who the good guy oh, yeah. is this one. Um, it's James. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, uh, the quarterback position is not really a uh, good spot for me. Uh, big advantage for you. Could could decide the matchup. Um, you got Josh Allen. I got Richardson. I I'm going to start Richardson. It's going to be a blast. We'll see what happens. Um, but hopefully, what's his name? Biggs neutralizes Josh Allen a little bit. Uh, and but yeah, big advantage for you there. Um, the next one is kind of interesting. They're kind of projected for the same amount of points. Uh, it's Javante versus Kenneth Walker. My heart says it's a wash. I mean, my brain says it's a wash. My heart says it as advantage Javante. Um, <laughs> I'm obviously biased there. Um, but did you know that Kenneth Walker is questionable now? That's just because he practiced. He was limited in practice this week, so that's just what the sleeper assigns it. I mean, sleeper doesn't assign the injuries, right? Like, they, uh, yeah, they do until Friday because the official injury report doesn't come out until Friday. So if someone's okay. limited, you get assigned as questionable. And if someone's out, you're either doubtful or out. And if you're nothing, you're just nothing. That's why you'll see people pop up as questionable on like a Thursday because they didn't practice that Thursday or they were limited. It's just yeah. depending on what they assigned it. He's still dealing with a groin injury. I don't know. I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> I will tell you that I'm not worried at all. DJ <laughs> Dallas is coming for that job. So, as far as Josh Allen versus Josh Richardson goes, I think you're right. Josh Allen Anthony. has a big advantage. 
Oh yeah, versus Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Josh, Josh Richardson would be a sweet name though. He, uh, he plays for the Miami in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I think that so what you said about Diggs, I think that actually having the quarterback sort of negates the receiver in a little. Oh my god, that play was terrible. What is that guy doing? He just almost threw with the other team. Anyways, um, having the quarterback almost you know gets gets a little bit because you can't score a touchdown without Allen throwing oh, no. it. Whereas Allen can score, you know, so. So, like, that's, like, one thing where I'm actually like, okay, I like that. I like that. But uh, Walker versus Javante, it's Walker for me this week. Um, and yeah. the reasons are just because yeah. I think they're going to ease Javante in a little bit, despite, like, what they're saying. Um, I don't know. I just think that they are. Um, and, like, if you, you look play today, a big you saw that role. Charb, you play saw a that Charb, big role. Charb was number three on the depth chart not number two behind DJ Dallas. So I think that some of that's been overblown as well. Um, yeah. And as expected, Walker's going to be the guy. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Herbert versus Brian Robinson really is a classic, just exactly the same matchup. <laughs> yeah, still to wash. I mean, but it could easily be a 10-point difference if one gets a touchdown and one doesn't get a touchdown, right? Yes. Agreed. And I, I mean... Khalil has the big play capability. Um, and Robinson's got a great matchup. Yeah. So I definitely, I think, definition of a wash there. Um, another definition of a wash is DK versus T. I mean, they're essentially, they're essentially projected for the exact same amount of points. They're off by 0. 0.08 points. So Yeah, and with DK uh, being the number two to JSN, I mean, they're both number twos. Big advantage there for T. <laughs> I'm poor. Uh, so wash there, and then we got Diggs on my end versus Ayuk on your end. I think obviously advantage on my end. I uh, I like Ayuk. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. It's like an that. advantage for Diggs, but I do like Ayuk. Yeah, and then the only uh, the only chance he has is that the, it's it's sauce time this week against Diggs. I know that'll be tough. Like it's sauced. It's a tough matchup, no doubt. But you roll with Diggs every time, and you expect him to do it. So. Yeah, agreed. Um, then Chris Godwin versus Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown was questionable yesterday and today, and he's on the Cardinals, so he's got a hamstring injury. I'd be. I'm not actually concerned about Kenneth Walker. I'm genuinely concerned about Hollywood Brown, healthy or not. I just. Oh, I'm not concerned about him either. But who's throwing him the ball? Uh, whoever Josh Jobs or whatever. Um, but I mean, he's gonna see like. 15 targets. So if he catches you know, even five of them, we're going to be in business. <laughs> what a ridiculous statement. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be horrible. He's gonna, They're going to throw it all day. He's going to be a garbage time maven. I might even have to start <laughs> I might even have to start Rondell Moore instead of Marvin Mims for the same reason. I'll tell you what, if, if Brown doesn't play, I'll obviously start Rondell, but Please, if, if you if Hollywood Brown gets 15 targets, I'll buy you one of these. All right, so, I'm on board with that. Deal. Didn't cost uh, Yeah, either way, I do think uh, Godwin gets the advantage over Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Although, when you talk about like their situation, it's kind of similar in the sense that both their quarterbacks suck, and they're the, the clear guys. Yeah, we're same thing. Yep, Godwin's better. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> then you get the edge with tight ends. Um, you know, Pitts versus Komet. I do think look look, Komet dropped 150 points last year. Got his money. He's with he's with Fields. Fields should theoretically be better than last year. Um we'll see. But I mean you gotta give the advantage to Pitts. So Yeah, I mean that one's a no brainer. But I mean you never know what Atlanta's gonna do. I think the Pitts will be I mean I think the Pitts is just too talented and he they will be better. Um he will be better as the year goes on, but who knows what can happen week one, right? Yeah. And I mean the flex spot is interesting. You've got Nims and I've got Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, I know two so, Denver guys, <laughs> both that Payton wanted. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see what the heck happens with them. We'll see if I actually start two Denver running backs. Uh, That's what I didn't think you were actually going to do that, but who knows? I've talked. I. It's hard not to. Like, if Javante is going to play a big role, then I don't want to play. P, I don't want to play Samaj. But like, if right. we actually believe. That Javante's going to be more fifty-fifty split. Yeah. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the other way around. So, like, I I do think that I think they'll both score points. And when I'm thinking about what I want for my flex spot in this situation, like, I want somebody who's going to get touches. Uh, yeah, like I kind of want a higher floor than um, a r- bigger and risk kind of guy. Um, right. So, like, I could put in a chain because he could take one to the house at any point um i could put in van jefferson who kind of makes sense um i feel like the rams could be so mad this week without cup i yeah i don't know what to expect so like he would be a fine start i'm starting him in another league but i also don't have a choice (laughs) yeah and like say what you want but rashid shaheed will be a thing this year. So um <laughs> you're not starting Rashid Shaheed. <laughs> no, no, I'm not I'm not going to I'm just gonna wait for the inevitable Mike Thomas injury and then uh move on. But yeah, I think at the end of the day Oh flag. Oh is it a red or a yellow? Pass interference. It's it's a, it's a yellow. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> um I'm predicting – I've been high on a lot of matchups in my predictions this week. For ours, I'm, I kind of went the other way. I, I'm going to choose myself, and I expect you to choose yourself. Um, but I'm going 121 to 118. Okay. All right, all right. Um, so kind of just running through the last few, like the Brown-Godwin. I think Godwin's definitely got an edge. I don't think it's huge. Uh, Pitts come at Mims, Pirine, or Mims, anyone else, I think it's pretty much a wash. One thing I did want to say that we talked about, or you talked about earlier, was uh, Sean Payton getting his guy. Sean Payton went out and got Marvin Mims specifically, traded up to get him. Um, And that means something to me for the same reason that, you know, it meant something to you. And so I do think he has great opportunities. You know, if I'm starting him this week, it's because I'm hoping he's going to catch a bomb right it's not because i think he's going to be the main guy in the offense but he's certainly one of the top two receivers this week because they've got nobody assuming judy doesn't play by default right (laughs) right i mean that's just the situation (laughs) 
there's no way Judy plays. I can't imagine, right? It sounded like he was going to be out for multiple more weeks. Yeah, like, all right, so he's not in the IR. That's cool. Uh, right. But, like, my se- my sense was that he would play, like, in week four, not week one. So I can't imagine he'll play, but we'll see. Yeah, what's what's the latest on him? My uh, prediction? Oh, my God, Sky Moore just dropped another one. Did he really? He's terrible. He's a oh, little yeah. behind him, but he's a professional receiver. Uh, so my drop. prediction is going to be for my side, and it's going to be 131 to 121. All right. I like it. Kenny Walker, hey. two TDs. We both projected uh, predicted my team to score 121 points. Would you look at that? Boom. And I was just under that, so that's almost as good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let, let's before we wrap up here because it's late we've been doing this for a little bit um yeah man it's up, good to be back update on the matchups um oh my god tony just dropped a pass what is happening fourth and two he was wide open and it hit him in the hands oh no it was third oh. and two. okay like that still. one i mean that one he almost caught it by accident and he still dropped it yeah, Tony's got one catch on four receptions for one yard. Not good for Mike, but Mike is still getting pretty good. No, this one, hold on. They're about to show the replay. Oh, my God. To be fair, there was a guy crossing in front of him, and he didn't know who was going to get it, and it just hit him in the leg. It went through his hands and hit him in the leg. Oh, boy. Well, Anyways, man. go ahead. <laughs> uh, Mike getting good production from Amon Ra. Tim doesn't have anybody yet. Mike's projected to win 128.14 to 128, so definitely going to be a high-pressure high matchup there. Um, Phil in a little bit of trouble. Um, doesn't have Travis Kelsey. Sky Moore has 0.5 points. He's now only projected to win 128.5. It's a 50-50 flip. Yeah, because he got no kicker for Brennan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Got to pick one up at some point. He will on Sunday. Um so, yeah, that matchup's getting interesting. Uh, Jimbo versus Kareem, pretty much where it was before. We just are seeing the production from Mahomes. He's got Mahomes, a- though, hasn't points. gone anywhere. He He's basically had no points in the third quarter. He lost, he's gotten one point. Well, yeah, that minus two hurts. That's uh, a win for, for, uh, for Kareem. <clears throat> for Kareem, yeah. He's still projected to lose by 30, so not great. Um no. Pacheco has had a better second half, for sure. Um, yet. He's at 9.8. He's got four receptions for 31 yards, seven carries. Okay. That's okay. uh, kind of, you know, we're going to see him. We're going to see him more and more. Uh, Mike's projected to win by one point now over Pat, so that's a coin flip. Poor uh, Pat, man. No Cooper. Sounds yeah. like he might have some nerve damage, too. Who knows? That sucks. I feel bad for him. Chris is blessed, man. He is. Trust the spreadsheet and Tarzan. Shooting <laughs> Javante uh, and Cooper right before they die. Yep. Javante <laughs> will be back. Back to back just, just wait till Sunday. I am worried. Uh, Dude, I'm so excited for Sunday. Me too. I'm going to the uh, Everglades, the Everglades National Park on Sunday. So that should be fun. Never been before the games. I have no idea. My sister and her girlfriend are flying in, so it is what it is. As long as I get to watch the Pats game at four thirty, I'll be I'll be fine. Uh, Which one of your sisters has a girlfriend? My sister yeah. has a girlfriend. 
Uh, got a wife now. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steph. So oh, they're, nice. they're coming Good down. Yeah, Jackie's really cool. Um, but yeah, Chris is only projected to win by 40 now. So, um, <laughs> really, on the comeback <laughs> really subpar performance from uh, Montgomery. He still has 4.3 points, and Chris has five from his kicker. So, wow, I think Gibbs even has more than Montgomery. He does. Turns out Detroit stinks, although they still yeah. might win. <laughs> it, it is going to be a win for Labar, though, if this scoring continues. Because uh, Laporte is doing fine, right? Yeah. He's got. He actually has two more points than. Oh, Gibbs. he's tied with Andy right now. Oh yeah. My God. And he's wow, got this two is almost a wash people. already. And he's only projected to win by eight now. So things haven't started off too great for Andy, but long way to go. Um, and then yeah, that's the. Uh, don't that's worry. The, the bus stop ninja will take care of him. But, I mean, I'm going to head inside, watch the rest of this. Actually, watch the rest of this game. Fun. Yeah, seriously, get it on, man. And, yeah, football's back. Yeah, it's back, man. I'm pumped. Great pod tonight. Boys, good luck this year. We love you guys. And uh, have a great night, man. Have a good night, man. One love.